So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Okay, what has been your biggest mistake, and what did you learn from it? Well, RJ, standing in front of you, <laughs> in, in what sense? Because I've made a lot of mistakes in a lot of different areas. What, like, give me more specific. So what would be like the greatest like failure or mistake that what gave you like the biggest takeaway that's definitely changed your life? I have made so many mistakes. It's even hard to compartmentalize into one. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had to just take take the, the like the obvious 2007, 8, 9, 10 market shift, yeah. like the, the sort of global economic crisis. Um, in 2005, I was telling everybody, save your money, cut your expenses, right? Like I was just like, you know, helping people get positioned for the new market, telling them to start relating to, you know, REOs, that short sales would be coming. And all the while running my own business, I did not cut my own expenses, mm. right? I did not trim back the fat in my own business, right? So, you know, how often do we find ourselves knowing what is right to do, telling all of our friends to do it, <laughs> and you're not doing it yourself. And I would say that was not only embarrassing, uh, but it was awesome. I mean, if, look, at the end of the day, we took a haircut, mm -hmm. you know, we had the, we had the trim back. Um, we certainly survived and ultimately thrived from 2009 forward. Um, but like, it, it's almost embarrassing just saying it, mm -hmm. right? That, that, you know, you can't, you can't do what I did, which is, try and save everybody else and not save yourself. Okay. And that's really what I was guilty of. I was so, like, I was literally like, no, we need to double down, we need to tell more people, we need to, you know, we need to send more emails, we need to make more phone calls, like, these people are gonna die. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. Like, we was watching bank after bank after bank fold, right? Like, one of the guys at IndyMac called me, he's just like, uh, submit all of your bills. And it was like 4.30 on a Friday, and I'm like, submit all my bills. Like, like they were sponsoring a bunch of our events and I'm like, what are you talking about submit all the bills? Mm -hmm. He's like, submit all your bills. I'm just telling you right now and get it done before five o'clock. It's really important that it's dated before five o'clock. And I'm like, you guys are going under today. And literally hung up, called Tina, and just like, how many months have they not paid us? Three? Ah! We got eight <laughs> more months of events. I'm like, you got to double bill them for the three and you got to send, you know, like rebuild them for the yeah. three months that they missed and put everything on there. And had I not done that, it was, it was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that I would have lost. Right. And hundreds of thousands of dollars at that time was the difference between making payroll and not making payroll. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say that would probably be, uh, that would be a huge one. And if I had to say a personal one, because um, that was just a CEO blunder on my part. Mm -hmm. um, a personal one, I would tell you, uh, when we started the business, right, not having um, super clear 
roles and distinctions and decision-making processes between myself and my wife. Mm. That, that we have such a great dynamic between us. You know, she's very uh, numbers-oriented. I'm very much big vision. So she's like, let's make payroll. And I'm like, let's take over the world. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and the balance between that, so what would happen is there were times that we needed to strike to be effective and grow. Uh-huh. But she was so focused on, we've only got so many eggs in the basket, we, you know, we can't be wasting those eggs. Yeah. And that's because I didn't clearly say to her, look, how many eggs do we need? That's, you know, that's what is gonna sustain us through this market. Yeah. Then what are the investments we're gonna make? So just on a personal level, like anybody that's ever had a business partner, in this case my wife, like the mistake was being immature and not knowing how to have those decisions mm-hmm. and ha- have those conversations and then create the right structure. And so, it wasn't only until probably 2008 that I finally like figured that out. Yeah. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right, consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please, Go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. So, you know, you go through the end of six, seven, eight, and at the end of eight, you know, you're like, you want to punch each other in the face because, <laughs> because you know, because we're both right. Yeah. And we're both very, my wife's very strong, right? So she's really good in business. Um, you know, so trying to balance that out, that was a major mistake. Should have got it sooner. And then for... Because I know a couple friends that are trying to start their own businesses, so they have partners and they don't always agree. What's the best way to come to a decision? So you're probably not going to like this, but I would say that um, most partnerships are doomed to fail, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, there's just there's just so much written on this that you know too many chiefs, yeah, you know too many chefs in the kitchen, all that stuff. So uh, I'm not saying partnerships are bad, right? Because there's a lot of successful partnerships, yeah. right? You you, know, you go through. A myriad of tech companies and you know uh, Charlie Munger and and, um, and Warren Buffett right mm-hmm. have been partners for as long as you can remember 50 years right um, so I would say the vast majority of partnerships fail because either one of you isn't necessary you know meaning you you, you replicate each other's skills mm-hmm. you're good at sales I'm good at sales well then okay we're both good at sales but who's gonna run the back office who's gonna do IT who's gonna do HR right um, so I'd go that route like I just make sure that you have a written agreement on if it doesn't work out, what are we going to do? And then is there is it best to have one person ultimately take charge and be the you, decision you have maker? To. You have yeah. to. You have to have one person who, you know, at the end of the day, decision by committee, mm-hmm. you can do when you're larger. Like we, like in our business now, it's very much a consensus-driven, data, data-driven mm-hmm. meritocracy, mm-hmm. right? We decide based on consensus inside the organization of the executive team, the VP roles, or the director level, mm-hmm. right? But we want consensus because if I say to Tristan, hey man, we all think we should do this, and you're like, I'm not in, you're gonna sabotage it, right? So we need consensus to get everybody on the same page to move the mountain together. Okay. So written, it sounds horrible because it's, it's kind of like saying, hey, I'm getting married, but I should get a prenup. Yeah. Right, but in business, different from a marriage, like you want to be in a position where you can say, "Hey, look, man, we're going to take this as far as we can go, 
and look, we're, we're bros now, we love each other, it's gonna be awesome, but look, something could happen. You could get married, right? You could decide to leave the state. You could become disinterested in this. Or, so we need a buy-sell agreement that makes sense. Mm. And then what's the, what personality type or what person out of the business should be the decision maker? Like what's the type or what's the avatar for the decision? Well, I know that the high D, high I is gonna be the one that's gonna wanna make the decision, but yeah. if you look at like using DISC as an example, mm you want some SC, like Cindy, like my, our COO, yeah. is D with a lot of S and C, okay. not a lot of I. Okay. Not a lot of influence and yeah. excitement yeah, and energy, definitely. right? But she's super steady, super consistent, very calculated, right? And you know, she kind of dances DC is kind of her thing, which, you know, I, I, I kind of want those people making decisions, Okay. right? But, but the DI is gonna wanna make them. Yeah. So the balance of that. Okay. Cool. I don't know if that entirely helped. No, it did. Okay. Yeah, because that's going to help my friend out a Good. lot. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.